Hey everyone, you're listening to Reina's podcast. My podcast is for entrepreneurs to find motivation, resources, and business tips. The entrepreneur journey is not easy, but I hope that this podcast can encourage you to keep going and to remind you que si se puede. Everyone, so welcome back to Reina's podcast. And here in this episode, we have a very special guest, Arturo Saro, and he's going to be explaining his unique journey to, you know, starting un- these unique businesses and still striving and growing. And my favorite thing is, you know, he's Latino and he really embraces that. And I'm always, of course, I'm all about like Latina empowerment. Um, but when I do see my Latino, you know, entrepreneurs killing it, like I also want to provide that platform to highlight their business. So really excited. So I'm going to have Arturo introduce himself and tell us a little bit about what you do and where you're from. Awesome. Well, first of all, thank you so much for, for having me on. It's, it's a great honor. But uh, yeah, my name is Arturo Saro. I was born in Belfast, California, 1990. So that puts me at my 30-year mark, which was interesting in a COVID, you know, time frame because mm. 30, you're supposed to have this milestone celebration, but because of everything, it didn't happen. But I lived in Mexico for three years when I was young through a time where my family was having a little bit of a marital struggles. And so I lived with my mom growing up a little bit in Mexico. So after that, came back to the States and yeah, been Southern California for the rest of my life. So what part been, of Mexico? Yeah. So it was been in San Isidro, Colorado and Mexicali for the most part. Oh, okay. So just cool. real, real close to the border, not too, too far. And okay. Sinaloa, actually Sinaloa a little bit. Wasada, Sinaloa. That's where my mom's from. So okay. back and forth. Mm-hmm. Cool, cool. So Bellflower. And then you, you arrived here um, mm-hmm. and you, did you end up going to college after high school? I, I did. So high school, well, first middle school in Southgate is where I reside still. So I went to Southgate Middle School. I started playing golf when I was 10 years old and Southgate High School did not have a golf program. So I wanted to pursue that and Latino playing golf, kind of a uh, kind of weird, <laughs> um, but I'm like, okay, <laughs> uh, <right>. no football, <laughs> right, no, no, no soccer, no football. Uh, a lot of people would ask like, oh, are you in athletics? And they would think, oh, baseball, soccer. And no, it was, it was golf, but mm-hmm. it was a great opportunity because it allowed me to travel a lot at a young age. So I saw mm-hmm. a different perspective. I saw a different world. Uh, I was fortunate enough to, to get good coaching and I started competing all around the States. I did well enough to where I was invited to the world championships in Thailand uh, back in 2004. And so it was a great experience. Yeah. Representing the United States. And again, I was able to see a different world besides my little bubble. And I got to give a lot of respect and appreciation to that because you don't know what you don't know. And at a young age, because I started seeing, you know, these different possibilities, these different cultures, uh, I, it it gave me aspirations. It allowed me to, to, to want more because there's Mm -hmm. more out there. So that, that did give me a, a huge drive. So fast forward, did really well in high school. I got a full ride to go to uh, Hampton University in Virginia for golf. 
So that was a great experience. Uh, huge, huge culture shock. I know. I'm like, oh, wow, Virginia. <laughs> Virginia, yeah. There was in total uh, about six Latinos in the whole school. It was a private university. And so I, yeah, it was tough. The weather yeah. was difficult. The culture was difficult. The cuisine. But was that the main reason because of the, the scholarship? Yeah. So yeah. I, I regretted a lot of things growing up and going pursuing my athletics because I am a first generation uh, American. And so my parents didn't guide me. They didn't know. They didn't know the, mm-hmm. the, the process of, of how to, hey, you know what, talk to, to teams and to schools and scholarships. And so even though I had a great resume, because I did not have the proper guidance, I missed out on a lot of opportunities because by the time that I did take action, which was late junior year, I heard back from tons of universities saying, hey, we would love to have you, but unfortunately we don't have any more scholarship money because we've already signed letters of intent with other players. But come on board your first year, pay your way, do well, and then we'll talk about scholarships. And it, it again, I missed out a lot of opportunities. And so when Virginia reached out, I, I took that. I took that opportunity. Mm-hmm. And I, I said earlier that I regretted uh, the process. I don't regret going because mm-hmm. it forced me to grow. I just regret not knowing how to go about it. And so yeah. that's something that I would definitely uh, talk about. Or like your other about. possibilities. And like, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, again, the more options you have, you're able to make a much better decision with those weighing out all those options, right? But no, I went to Virginia. Uh, unfortunately, it didn't work out. There was a lot of things that did not align towards what my aspirations were at the time, which was turning pro. The, the campus was great. The schooling was great. Academia was great. But it wasn't the right fit for me to pursue uh, to the next level playing professionally. And that's what I really wanted to do at the time. So then I transferred to a school in Texas, Lamar University uh, in Southeast uh, Texas to pursue that. Uh, I loved it. It went well, which is a funny story how I did end up there, but otro tiempo. <laughs> but uh, yeah, uh, long story short, I, I had to finish my bachelor's in science here at uh, Cal State LA. Uh, okay. much, it took me much longer because of transferring through different states. Each state has requirements for requisites and to get yeah. your certification and titles. And so a lot of those classes, even though uh, technically on paper they transferred over I had to repeat a lot of them so mm. I graduated at the age of 25 getting my bachelor's in science and business management with a focus congratulations because as you as everyone here heard as a Latino it's not like easy breezy it's no, like I always res- respetos to everyone gracias, who gracias. does graduate and um, me personally I did not I was like my soul I thought I was gonna grow. I had like a 4.5 I was like super okay. and then <laughs> but I was I I always knew I wanted like my own business and do my own right. thing and my soul was like dying like I did not like school like I was just like I can I'm do so many things I just saw my potential and I right. knew that um it wasn't like the community for me a lot of the students there like didn't know what they wanted to do I'm like, I don't really want to be around this. I mean, it was fun. But after my second year, I was I had gone to like an entrepreneurship conference and I saw all of these like 
millionaires and and business owners and i was like i want to do it and so after that i've just been like going to different conferences and um networking and and starting from there and then i kind of say i went to do my own school i feel like i never even left school because no but i put in the same time exactly (laughs) exactly that's that's the thing that i always share with people that ask me because I, ha- I have a lot of staff and most of most of the time they're they're all younger and so they'll ask me in regards to schooling and I always tell them it, it doesn't matter if you go to an institution or you want to be you know mm-hmm. your own teacher the, the the effort has to be there the intent of wanting to learn having that mindset of hey I need to learn this whatever it may be that should never change and we're always learning constantly learning so I mean if you were learning at a school or on your own journey it, it's, you're still learning that's you're still the thing student. too yeah I always tell people I'm like one I'm like try it out like just right. go because mm-hmm. it's going to get you like meeting different people getting there are skill sets. high school friends there are skill sets yes. that you'll learn. Yes. the discipline and I'm like but if I'm like are you disciplined enough to like are you going to go and read a book like on your own like are you going to go to that event on your own are you going to sa- make sacrifices so yeah. it's a lot of things we can that's like a whole other podcast <laughs> episode we'll, but we'll make that happen we'll make that happen. yeah yeah so <laughs> speaking about okay so after college you graduate and graduate, what yes. what next so then you know you you obviously you have two businesses so how did the first one come to be uh so at the time I was finishing up school and then on the weekends I was doing macro fit and throughout the weekdays I was working a full-time job. So oh. I was doing, I was managing an insurance office when I was going to school, going to night schooling to finish up my, my bachelor's. And then on the weekends, macro fit operations and macro fit being the meal prep company that, that I started with my brother. And so I was, I was spreading myself very, very thin. It was, it was nonstop. And how MacroFit started, uh, let me take a step back. Mm-hmm. It was one of those things that I've always been into fitness because I was an athlete. Even a lot of people say golf. I say, wait, what? But you, it trust is. Me, once no, you, once you try I, it, you'll, you'll, y'all you'll just, see. I know. Do not. I'm <laughs> I like, had to do a I had to do a disclaimer. So it's not once, your, your, just your, your, um, uh, what are the, the miniature like golf? That. I'm like, no. It's a lot. Yeah. So I always was into fitness. And as more and more, I, I, as older as I got, I wanted certain goals and I was not attaining them. And so there was there was something missing. There was a key element in my actions that I was doing wrong. So I started becoming a student. I started asking people at the gym. I started doing tons and tons of research online. And that's when I came across macros, and which we'll talk a little bit later. But the understanding of macros gives you a lot more uh, measurable uh, uh, perspectives as far as your nutrition, because we're already eating them. We're already eating macros, like protein, carbs, and fats. So anything that we eat has certain macros. Mm-hmm. So once I learned about that, I started getting the results because, again, you set them accordingly to what your physical goals may be based on wanting to gain weight, lose weight, whatnot. Once I had that, I was able to sh- show that and, and, and teach that to my brother, which he has always been the better cook. Mm-hmm. And so with my insight and his skills in the kitchen, we were able to create a food service. Again, in the beginning, it was nada que ver. Era, eran unas cuantas comiditas por la semana. Mm-hmm. It was something so, so small. But when the weekends came and we had more and more orders, it started scaling. 
So mm-hmm. at the time I was going to school, working full time and then working on the weekends. Uh, fast forward six years, MacroFit is now a full set operation. I have a full commercial kitchen. In total, I have 45 employees and we do anywhere from 65 to 8,500 meals a week, only on just the meals. Uh, but that's just, again, a little part of it. Okay. And all it started back when I was still going to school and chingandole. <laughs> yes. <laughs> wow. And what makes MacroFit unique and different than other meal prep companies, you know? so. Well, one thing we understand that meal prep being itself is hard enough because you're eating meals that are already prepared, right? Now, not only the shelf life, but also the repetition because all diets work. If you really analyze them, they all work. The problem is the sustainability for how long can you keep doing this diet is then how long you're going to be able to live the results. And so what differentiates us from any other company is that our meals are completely customizable, meaning you can completely customize whatever proteins, carbs, and veggies that you want from a changing menu every week. That way it doesn't get repetitive on the same things over and over and over. Yeah. On top of that, we have a full range of other items that we we had it to design to complement the service, mm-hmm. meaning cold pressed juices, protein muffins for those that have a little bit of sweeter tooth, but won't feel guilty having, you know, one of those uh, protein muffins. We have Proats, which is an overnight oat and high mm-hmm. protein, uh, cold brew coffee. Again, all designed to complement your day-to-day intake yeah i was looking at the menu i was like oh my god (laughs) (laughs) it's super yummy that's so cool so you all and like you mentioned you started off like with something small and then little by little and just like for everyone listening you know in any business like you start off with one service you like specialize in it and then you grow that way and you expand you have to not only not only with uh your your operations but your team i mean now Mm. my my best friend works with us my brother my mom actually helped start it as well Mm -hmm. Uh, actually both of my best friends work with me and so you you once you create the vision and there's that action you kind of indirectly start recruiting everyone around you and, and it starts becoming something beautiful uh, yeah. With that, also starting from the house, you have to really start small because, to be honest, there's no way that you can really uh, start a full blown operation with the overhead, the insurance, everything uh, when you have zero book of business. Like, it's very risky. Uh, mm-hmm. And look at the, the companies, they start small. I start from a garage, you start with you know, a couple of friends and family, and then there's that scalability factor. I think so. My question is, was this um, you mentioned like your brother? Is this like a partnership? Like, did you take out a I I think people would want to know, like financially, like did you take out like a A loan or. Yeah, because I mean, you have to get started. And I know you do a lot of like branding and stuff. So Mm -hmm. I'm just curious to know on that side. So there is a partnership. Again, the, the founders are my mom my brother and myself. And there's also another uh, investor in which he, he invested his insight. So there's four owners of MacroFit. Okay. And as far as the, the financial aspect of it, we did not take out a loan. 
because okay. we, in which that's the one thing that we did not want to do. We did not want to start a business in debt, which a lot of people can argue as far as like, hey, well, debt isn't necessarily a bad thing. Mm-hmm. I agree. There's ways that you can incur debt through real estate to be able mm-hmm. to increase your equity and, and actually your net worth and have someone else pay the debt. But when it comes to your business, again, it's it's very risky because on top of you having to worry about operation costs, your own salaries, then you have to pay the loan. It'll, it'll deplete your resources. It'll deplete yeah. your funds. So we, we had a different approach and we were, again, very fortunate that the first three years of the business, we technically operated from our house. So we converted our residence, where I still live today, into mm-hmm. the original macrofit. And so the overhead was none because I was already paying the rent. Yeah. And we were able to capitalize ourselves in those three years to where we use all those funds into the initial investment, the startup cost. And we went over budget. <laughs> Believe it or not, we went over budget. We had to borrow $10,000 from my grandmother uh, mm-hmm. because the bill that just, it was way too, it was way more than what we anticipated. We yeah. didn't know what we were doing. Like th- this, these are the things that I felt school failed me in because yeah. even though it's I all went through to school, experience. Yeah. You, there's yeah. so much that we did not, we were not Especially your business, like there's, there's so like many factors to consider. It's not just yeah. like, the, and then the, I, I mean, it's, I'm sure like your Excel sheets and like you got to keep oh, everything tracked. I got so. my, my, my last month's report from my accountant this, this morning. Mm-hmm. And yeah, there's, there's, there's so many costs that I incur. And, and the restaurant business is like that because there's so much that goes in cost of goods. So to finish the product with payroll, cost of goods so yeah yeah there, there's there's you have to be very on top of it but to answer your question no business loan was taken out uh it just it was three years of sacrifice every yeah. weekend uh no matter rain or shine birthdays holidays we would have thanksgiving dinner yeah come on I like cocina. Mm. and wow. it, it was one of those things that it it forever how however difficult it may have been mm-hmm. that was our journey that's our story and yeah. to share, I mean, I have some videos, some some memories from our whole living room being a prep line and having wow. 17 people in there and the, breaker, <laughs> the breakers flipping. We have clients yeah. picking up outside the whole, how we did not have the health department show up to my door oh, gosh. To, to arrest me or my brother was a miracle. <laughs> uh, that, that to me to this day is something uh, crazy. But yeah. again, it's it's been it's it's been a journey. I love that. And yeah. okay, so you have on your website, um, mm-hmm. diets don't work, macros do. So, yes. and I know you touched on it a little bit about little that. Bit. Like, can you explain to us what macros are? Because I remember, like, I was like, okay, what is this new term? Like, right, what is right. that exactly? Like, so there's all these health coaches all, saying that. So, first of all, explain? I always have a disclaimer. Like, it's not complicated. Like, mm-hmm. anything that we're gonna discuss in the next five minutes, it's not complicated. Uh, it's just terminology. And the, the, the more, like anything else, the more you practice it, the more you do it, the easier it'll be to implement on your day-to-day. But macros are macronutrients. They are your protein, your carbs, and your fats. Each of those nutrients has a per gram calorie value. And so understanding that for every one gram of protein, there's four calories, every one gram of carbs, 
four calories, every mm-hmm. one gram of fat, it's nine calories. And so once you know that, you're able to say, okay, well, you're able to, to portion out how much you're going to eat of what nutrient that's going to mm-hmm. add to your total calories for the day. Okay. And that's powerful because that's what your body is going to do in gaining weight, maintaining weight, or losing weight. Mm-hmm. So there's three different stages, caloric surplus, maintenance, or deficit to mm-hmm. where your body is using your stored energy slash fat as energy. And so if you have a specific goal, and I know how much you're doing as far as your day-to-day workouts, yeah. livelihood, I can set a macro goal that okay. because they equal out to your calories will give you a certain goal. Is that going to put you at a surplus, maintenance, or deficit? So if like Reina, you want to lose, you know, five pounds. Okay. We'll calculate what your maintenance goal is, and then we'll subtract calories from that. And so I'll give you a specific macro count to do so. And then mm-hmm. you hit it just like you, you're, you're playing a game. Your goal is to hit a goal. Yeah. And so I also give you the tools. I give you a uh, search, uh, basically like a food diary, which is okay. free for everyone's apps, which is called my fitness power. And so my fitness pal, once you set in all those numbers, you can track your foods through either uh, scanning it or when you weigh it, it converts into, hey, this meal, Rena, is 25 grams of protein, 25 grams of carbs, 10 fats. And so now that deducts from your total daily goal and then you hit your goal. If you do that throughout the week, you'll see the scale drop. Because yeah. it's, a, it's a numbers game. It's simply a numbers game. Too many people overcomplicate it. But again, once you understand those three nutrients, the value of those nutrients, and you're able to identify the foods, like, hey, this is a protein. This is a carb. Yeah. This is a fat. Then you eliminate the guessing. Like, oh, I, I think I'm eating enough. Or, hey, I think I'm eating healthy. Well, are you? Like, let's look at your macros. Well, oh, hey, you overconsume fats. And that's yeah. very, very easy to do because there's healthy fats. But... I'll yeah, do it. Calories. Yeah, no, yeah. I use Fitness Pal and I'll track and then I'm like, <laughs> okay. And then I'm like, okay, I want to lose. I'm like, sometimes I'm too crazy. I'm like, okay, two pounds this week. And then it's like, ya me pasé con los <laughs> And then I'm like, okay, no, maybe 1.5 pounds. <laughs> like, I'm like, no, that, let me. Consistency, yeah. sustainability. That, that's yeah, the thing. Yeah. You know, I, I always tell clients and athletes that I work with, it's like, look, I, I can put you on this ridiculous diet, mm. right? This very strict diet. But at the end, if you can't follow it or you only follow it for four or five days, what good? You're going to be right back to square yeah. one. So yeah. let's take it easy. We'll, we'll implement, you know, some restrictions <laughs> here and there. We'll implement some workouts because you yeah. expend calories through activity. And then you're able to get your goals. And I love it because you, it it makes you even just self-aware. Like even if you track for a week, you're just like, oh, I didn't know this type of bread had this much or like this tortilla, this tamal. Now that we're in tamal season. Tamal season. (laughs) There you go. But something more powerful than that is I always tell clients like, look, even if let's say you don't lose the five pounds, but then I can Mm -hmm. give you the resources to where you won't gain a single pound for the rest of your life. Because you're aware. You're aware of like, hey, yes. I'm not going to overeat. So, you know what? I'll have one tamal. I won't have three. Yeah. Or, hey, I'll have two tortillas, not five. And so understanding <laughs> the portioning, understanding yeah. that it's not always what we eat, but how much, that is so powerful because 
you control your body now. You exactly. you have complete understanding of like, hey, if I want to really dial it in, then the scale go down. But if, if someone tells me, hey, Arturo, you don't have to worry about gaining weight like for the rest of your life because you know how to maintain. That to me is a win. So that is something because we see it. Have we not? Yeah. Through, hey, I have friends from high school and college that I see them now. And I'm like, dude, like, the mm-hmm. pasastes. <laughs> Right. So it's one of those things. I, I, I'm all yeah. about education. And so with, with and just my feeling platform, good too. And like your body and your energy and like, yeah, not just, are, it's not yeah. just like physical and just for everybody. Cause for everybody, you know, it's not just, just physical appearance. It's also like mental and like tiredness. If you're like, I'm feeling like crap, then it's also what you put in your body. So we are what we eat. We are what I we love eat. That. Yeah, so for sure. Awesome. So, okay. Cause yes. you have a whole other business that I want to also touch on. <laughs> um, and so you are the corner of a gym and yes. share with us about the gym and the process of you opening that up. Cause obviously, well, it aligns with macro fit. So, um, talk a little bit more about that. So back in April, we had an opportunity to present itself to my brother and I, if funny story, we were in a meeting and a local gym owner that we've had a relationship with in the past came to us and say, uh, and, and told us that he, he was selling his gym for personal reasons. He just felt like he, he needed to, to take a step out of the industry. And so we, we jumped on it. The unfortunate part was two things. One, we, we always focus on nutrition, not training. And so in the beginning, my brother and I were a little scared, mm-hmm. even with, with how well MacroFit has been doing, we still feel emotions. We still feel some type of uncertainties. And so we were scared. We're like, okay, well, we don't know anything about training, you know, even though we train ourselves, but to to be able to manage a training facility. So that was a challenge in itself. We had to overcome that. Two, uh, once we negotiated everything, the down payment was given, the first payment was given, March 2nd came. And that's when we got the possession of the gym, which at the time was only an open space and some equipment. It, it looks nothing. It looked nothing like how it looks now. But March 16th was when COVID shut everything down. And so we were a little taken back. Our whole projections, our analysis, as far as what we were going to do, the investment, yeah. our ROI, return on investment was going to be tanto. And then we got hit with COVID. But we, we changed our perspective. We, we said, you know what, let's look at it as a time to uh, really do to the gym what we did. So we closed the facility down and we did all the construction. We did the painting. My brother's a great handyman. He, he's your go-to guy because of his experience in the construction back in the day. Projects, personnel, contractors, he'll get it done. And so I'm the back-end guy with the financials, the business license, all that stuff. So we complement ourselves really well. That's and awesome. so, yeah, yeah we, we have a great relationship. And so once we started building the, the, the facility, we started kind of seeing things come together. And let me tell you, though, it, it has been a pretty penny of an investment because, again, you just you go over budget. And so we've been investing, investing, investing. But I'm, I'm really proud to say that even after all that, even through a pandemic, because of our support system that we have with our community, our platforms, our friends and families, um, Madhouse, which is the name of the gym, is 
fully booked. Like we hit our full capacity uh, last month, meaning we wow. had a specific goal um, and we yeah. hit it in, in five months, basically, even with the COVID, even with the construction. Um, and so now we have a wait list for, for new members that want to come oh in. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it's freaking awesome. It's definitely Again. a cool gym. I need to go check it out. <laughs> I need to go get my workout in. Well, yeah. I need to get in line. Get in the wait list. <laughs> no, you know, you have, you know, the owner, so maybe he could pull some strings. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. That's true. But it, it's been a challenge for sure. Uh, it's, it's, I mean, when it comes to the structure, having to fight a lot of the, not fight, but go against, go against times where they're telling us to shut down, you know, because of the mandates, they're, they're considering gyms yes. to be non-essential. And I, I disagree with that because of my insight when it comes to nutrition and, and, and fitness, in order for you to be healthy mentally, you also have to be mm-hmm. healthy physically. And so yeah. for them to classify an, an area where <clears throat> I have clients come to not only better themselves physically, but also to get away from their stress, their problems at home, I, for them to call that non-essential, it's, it's very disrespectful. It's, I challenge that because it's, yeah. you don't see that when you walk the gym floor and, and I talk to clients, that's, it's essential for them and it's essential for me. Yeah. So for sure. That's so true. I mean, I was like, I need a gym because I it's like I feel like I weigh like 30 pounds more when I'm at my house working out and I'm like why am I so (laughs) but it's like so I was determined to to find an open gym too and it is definitely like your mental health to let out steam so I love that you mentioned that and what is well you kind of are and how you've been overcoming all the obstacles um and this year for every business owner it's been very unique so yes I'm sure you know like it's gonna keep growing and and um and I think you're it's still it's you've learned so many lessons along the way so I feel like what do you recommend for people who have lost motivation um to move and work out during the pandemic. So, or just feeling, cause I feel like every, a lot of people are, are dealing with mental health issues right now because of we're the lockdown. So what do you recommend for people to do and to feel better? One thing I would just have to say, you know what, we, we all have, to, we're all going through it. Like we we're businesses, small, big, uh, we're all going through it. And so, it, it has to take a moment of our own reflection and, and look ourselves directly in the mirror and do this at home privately and ask yourself, like, you have two options. You either do nothing and let this time drag on in which I don't believe that we stay still. Like, we either progress or we digress. There's no standing still, right? I'm getting better. I'm getting worse. Mm-hmm. No hay en medio. And so we need to take a moment, reflect to say, okay, well, there's two options. I either do nothing and allow... All the, can I cuss on this? Yes, it's my podcast, so yes. Okay. Can, I, can, I allow, can I allow all the other bullshit to push me down and consume me, depress me, put me in this negative state yeah. of mind? Don't give or, them the power. No, exactly. We are accountable for our own lives. We are mm-hmm. accountable for our bodies. We are accountable for what we put in our mouth, exactly what we see and what we hear. 
So first of all, reflect on that, make a decision. You have two options, do nothing or do something. So once you choose to do something, it can be anything. Uh, there's so much out there of being able to have a positive input on your mm -hmm. energy. Read, look at, uh, read, you know, see podcasts that are enlightening, that are mm -hmm. happy, that, that are actually motivating. I personally have taken up a challenge that I came across from an entrepreneur that I've been following for years, which is Andy Frisella, 75 Hard, and his Live Hard program. And so I've, I started that January 2nd. And so right that now I'm program on the, is intense. I'm on phase three. <laughs> so I'm going to project oh, to finish that December 2nd. And so through this whole pandemic, I've, I've made a decision, a conscious decision that every day mm. I have tasks that I have to mm -hmm. complete. No matter what's on the news, no matter if the health department shows up at my doorstep and gives me a fine, I still have my responsibilities to myself for my mental toughness, my health, my well-being. So yeah. my advice to you is find something like that, something positive to keep you accountable, to, mm. to keep you a, give you a checklist of the day. And for me, drinking water, working out, reading, you know, you know those things are in fact keeping me focused and positive yeah. and hopeful more importantly hopeful because yes. at a time where so much so many things are happening it's easy to get stuck in that in that in that negative state of mind watching the news hearing this hearing that and i'm like look i can't control that i can control what i'm doing right now so let me get off my ass and you know what do some burpees or you know what do some cooking myself or hey you know what make a different choice with my nutrition. Let me reach out to someone that, that can guide me, that can coach me. So the answers are there. It's just, we, we, we need to take action. Simple as that. Love that. <clears throat> Beautiful. So, and yes, Andy Frischella, he's, I listened to that. Um, I listened to that podcast and he's, he's intense. He's intense. Um, and he does, but it makes me honestly, I'm sure some people like, disagree with a lot of the views but to me I like to to hear other people's views and I like the discipline and he's just very and like to me like I like the no bs mentality no and like no yeah. excuses so and he's very like that so if you don't like that I'm done maybe you don't want to listen to that no, no, it's, it, it might not be for you but there's, yeah. there's something out there for sure that you can you can create you know some positive feedback uh and that's the one thing I do like about him he's he's real and he's fun. Yeah. He's, he's very charismatic. He cares a lot. And so when he speaks about certain topics, you can hear the passion, that conviction. And that's what we need. We need to take a stand on what we believe and, and just take action. But yeah. Yes. So, okay. Talk. So you do these like series in your, in your Instagram <laughs> called Tip the Lia. Tip the Lia. And I just. Yeah. <laughs> I love that it's like a Spanglish and I think this is so smart and they're they're very um you start them with caballeros or caballeros or like caballeros caballeras so yeah. what made you start them and what what is that about and what inspired so can you hear me I think uh, yeah I hear you sorry okay, I, I put myself oh so for the tip del dia uh I've always kind of Posted little things here, there, little motivational things, self development. But my best friend, she she challenged me. She she kind of called me out, and she's like, "Hey, you you're very inconsistent with these, you know, tips. So why don't you make it a point to give a tip in dia 
for 365 days. And so I'm like, oh shit, that, that's the whole ass year. That's, that's, <laughs> that's, that's a, a lot. lot. That's a lot. <laughs> that's a lot, right? But I, I'm like, you know what? Let's do it. So I, I decided to do it. And then on top of that, I was with my barber, uh, Leche. And he, I told him about it. I know, it. I always see you tag. I'm like, who is this Leche? Exactly. Dude? So, so Leche is, is a great, great friend of mine. Uh, I hold him very dear. I'm also a mentor. And I told him about it in one of our conversations, actually in his podcast. He, he did a podcast and then I announced it there. Uh, and he, he's like, you know what? I'm going to do it with you. And I'm like, awesome. That way we hold each other accountable. So each tip of the dia starts off with, you know, hey, tip del dia, whatever number. So yesterday was number 41. And I just share. I share things that, some insight on my personal beliefs, how a caballero should be, how he should act. Uh, things, situations that I've encountered uh, with business, with my personal. And to be honest, I, I try to have fun with it. And I yeah. get tons of requests <laughs> for people, people to, for, for me to do them in English. But I'm still really, kind of a little like resilient. I that. love I the Spanish. I love so, the Spanish. Yeah, it, it also helps me. You're like, oh, pues. English, English and Spanish. <laughs> but it challenges me uh, because even though Spanish was my first language, a yeah. lot of people, a lot of first generation Hispanics lose, you know, their, their ability to speak Spanish. Mm -hmm. So I, I don't want to do that. I want to keep, keep the tradition, keep my native tongue uh, with my parents and my future family. And so it keeps me on check two with my, my Spanish. And yeah, I have fun with it. I have today's tip 42. So we'll see what I, I, I share with, with these caballeros later. <laughs> I love it. They're super fun. And yeah, I'll share, <laughs> I'll share the, um, your, in, your, all your, your social media links and the show notes so then people can go and check it out. And, um, yeah, they're super fun. So what now moving forward to like your tips, what are some top three books you recommend that people should get started? They could be anything, financial, business, mindset, health like what are your top three books you recommend so the first two would be right away mindset uh which helped me personally so the first one would be the slight edge by jeff olsen that's helped me to really dial in my daily actions because okay. the kind of the book teaches you how you know small consistent action compounded by the x factor time can really give you a significant result so that's taught me to just be consistent in a sense mm -hmm. the second would be relentless by tim grover uh, that's giving me a lot of insight of how you have to be a different animal to be successful in 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 the sense that you have to be obsessed you have to kind of dig deep on hey like there's people that are good and there's people that excel from those people that are good yeah. and with me one of my on a personal note my only deep fear in life has been complacency. I don't want to be complacent. And so when I read that book, it gave me kind of the okay to be different, to, to become this, this animalistic version of myself in business, mm -hmm. in my own uh, wanting to be better. And so that kind of gave me a lot of insight on that. Third would be uh, Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill, because that one gives you a lot more insight in regards to uh, money, business, and growth. So. Yeah, top three for I sure. 
the slight edge, edge. relentless and then yeah. think, think and, grow and grow rich cool i love reading so i'll definitely i have i haven't um read the first two but i've read think and grow rich and then the atomic habits because you're big on like daily habits consistency yes. and i mean i i just printed out my new habit tracker i'm All like right. <laughs> and then love for it. everybody too like having a habit tracker and visualizing and seeing and it's all in your daily daily your habits. Daily, yeah so yeah, there's um, t- there's so much time that that we we can maximize and so having that accountability would definitely excuse me go a long way so yeah and for people who like you know especially right now with goal setting season and everyone's like 2021 new year new, year, new, year, new me, me. Hashtag, uh, hashtag <laughs> all the hashtags hashtag. Hashtag 2021 um uh like i think now i think actionable habits like people yes. say like okay i want to lose you know i want to lose weight and it's like okay so what are you gonna do like do are you gonna for, that, for that result yeah right right yeah right. so actionable habits um or you wanna you know mm, like increase your income it's like okay so are you gonna talk to new people are you gonna like follow up with your clients and just like actionable steps there's there's a lot of books that touch on that same topic as far as you know what like once you write something down it becomes a plan of action and so like you wanted to to lose weight okay well i'm gonna work out for 30 minutes every day Mm -hmm. i want to make more money well i'm gonna call exactly 10 new prospects Mm -hmm. so that gives you hey a goal i'm gonna hit my 10 and and so with that we then become because measurable say hey well i got a result yes. with 10 well wait if i do 20 that's two more sales but assume you do one per, per 10 one exactly. sale per 10 clients so it becomes measurable becomes possible we 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 don't do that enough i think everyone we were like oh yeah i want to make x amount of money but how we don't have that plan yes i love that um and what's so what is the hardest part about being an entrepreneur and how do you keep yourself motivated to keep going um in your journey because i'm sure like any entrepreneur at least me (laughs) you probably have some mental breakdowns sometimes or like things happen and you're just like you have to figure it out on your own because there's not really like somebody i mean there's other entrepreneurs but at least especially as a first generation or you know um not at least for me like none of my family has a business so i'm learning as i go and having mentors and coaches but what about for you what is the hardest part and how do you keep going i think the constant struggle of trying to find balance is definitely the the biggest for me and and i think to a lot of entrepreneurs i have this same conversation with friends of mine uh, that have their businesses as well with my brother the constant struggle of wanting to find this balance of business personal relationships family and i'm going to give the example and this i'll give credit to, to my my friend leche what happens when we juggle when we juggle different objects there's always a high point to one and there's a low point and then it's it keeps going and so some people are like oh well find balance find balance do balance and it's like i'm trying (laughs) but i if i focus on this i neglect that if i have a hundred percent mine and i have four different things that i'm doing it can't be 25 25 25 25 because then we don't really excel so if i do a hundred percent this well then i neglect that so 
that for me has been definitely a huge struggle. I've paid the price personally in personal relationships, uh, intimate relationships. I've sacrificed so much. um, And I'm still, to this day, I still struggle with that. And I think it'll it'll always be a thing. Uh, As far as what I do to to help me, I I seek ways to stay accountable. And and things like 75 hard, uh, things like this keeps me accountable because it, it, it shows me that, you know what, like there's still things to get done. And I still have to be the best version of myself uh, because of my employees, because I owe it to them, uh, my team. And so it's, it's a struggle. It's a huge struggle. But. Yeah. I mean, I definitely can relate to that. Too. It, it's, 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 it is something that we have to learn the balancing and especially when you're so passionate about what you do and you love it and it doesn't yeah. really mean work. It's like, mm-hmm. you'd rather, like, you'd rather be doing that, but there are times for breaks and things like that. Um, I think also learn, and I think it does get like easier, but you also have to be with that intention, like building your business where you don't have to be there a hundred percent of the time where it's going to be running. But of course, in the beginning, you know, you will be putting in the work. So. And it's, and again, what happens when you climb a summit of a mountain, you you, like, okay, well, what's next? And so we, I felt kind of that when we did the initial build out with MacroFit and then the same thing with, with uh, Madhouse, you know, there, we, we, we get to these points where we kind of like, okay, well, what's next step. And that's where we're actually right now with my brother and I, we, we had a really serious conversation last night and to still have that kind of drive for more, mm-hmm. uh, we're, we're taking uh, a huge, huge aggressive perspective and, and, and plan of action for, for 2021 pandemic or no pandemic we're, we're gonna... con pandemia o sin pandemia I love that yeah that's cool um and if you could start your entrepreneurship journey all over again you're you know you're the 25 year old Arturo like what advice would you give to like to that person um who's just starting what would you do differently to be honest, I, I thought about that a lot and I wouldn't do anything different. I wouldn't do anything different just because those lessons, those are invaluable. The mistakes that I've made have gotten me to where I am today. So I wouldn't change anything. What I would do now is understand that what I can do today. So that's why I'm as as focused and, and determined because también, lo que pasó ayer, pasó ayer. I can really take action today. And so to answer the short the, the question shortly, I, I wouldn't change anything. Mm-hmm. I, I am where I am. I am who I am today because of that. Um, and there's, there's much, much more to come, but that's why I'm taking action today. Yay, I love it. And where do we see Arturo in like five to 10 years? Ooh, five okay, that's years. a big difference. Hold on. Like five years. Is like, <laughs> <laughs> that's like, no, I guess like five well, years. We'll say five well, years. Well, the, the crazy thing is in five years, I mean... I MacroFit would then be technically 11 years in, in creation, Madhouse okay. V6. And so we we plan on franchising both locations. Okay. Uh, we, we, my brother uh, and I have, we've talked about how we want to be the McDonald's of meal prepping. We want to be accessible to mm. everyone and anyone that wants a healthier version 
of themselves and, and need a service that's convenient, affordable, fresh, because none of our products are frozen uh, and, and, you know, sustainable. So for sure, so franchising, good, yeah. for sure, at a, where we're nationwide um, for both services. Okay. Well, please open one up in Baldwin Park because I'm tired of these <laughs> fast food places. I'm like, I just want something healthy. <laughs> um, but that's that's so cool. Yes. So for everybody, I hope you enjoyed this interview and you can go and check out Arturo's pages and, you know, if they can connect with you and ask you any questions about please you know your so. businesses. Yes. So he's super cool and um, very helpful. And maybe he can send you some resources in your journey. So any last words you want to share? Besides, thank you so much for the opportunity. And uh, I really much enjoyed it. Hey, everyone. So I hope this episode inspired you. And definitely that you took something away from this episode, whether that was learning something about your health or your journey. And just remember that it's going, you know, to take some sacrifice when you're starting out in your business. It's going to take putting in a bit more hours and a little bit more. And but knowing that if you don't give up and you keep going, it's going to be all worth it. So definitely listen to this episode if you need some inspiration again. And if you want to continue getting inspired and listening to stories like this, please subscribe. And if you could please leave a review, I would greatly appreciate that. Just share what you learned from the episode or what you've learned from previous episodes. I always love to go back and read the reviews and it also really helps the podcast. So thank you so much, everyone. If you'd love to connect, please look at the show notes for more information and I will talk to you soon.